Everybody, oh hi, <laughs> Dylan. Put, ah. put your Zoom down. Yes. Oh God, I know you're in your Creed music right now. You got to put that stuff away. We have a show to do. It does take ah. me higher. <laughs> How are you today, sir? I'm doing well today, Zach. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good, thanks. I'm, yeah. doing, I'm actually doing pretty pretty well. Yeah. Good. Uh, good. I've been, you know, I signed up for that free service of IMD, uh, IMDb Pro. Yes. So. Does that come with IMDb TV? That does not come with I, IBM TV TV. It comes with uh, IBM. I, I'm not sure exactly what it comes with. Okay. All, I know, all I know is that it gives me uh, the access to send some emails to other streaming services. So okay. if you haven't been checking your inbox, yeah. I've been CCing you on some pretty, pretty serious uh, emails here. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> really thought you're gonna have some with that, but I guess not. Anyway, let's move on with the show. So you this already made a Zoom joke. I'm already tapped out. Oh, I didn't mean to make fun of your friggin' band. Anyway, this is talking upstream. We are mm -hmm. some nobodies. This is our website up here, somenobodies.com. My name is Zach, and this over here is Dylan Terry. And what we do on Talking Upstream is we try to give ourselves a job. We're trying to talk ourselves up to a streaming service, and we do that by making cool friends. And talking a lot about weird products and uh, things that we think, not products, I guess. Not more products, like a, not yet. <laughs> what's that other word? Uh, not products, like a project. Pro projects, maybe. I don't know. There's programs. Many, both of those will also edutainment. Edu <laughs> edutainment, <laughs> which is, you know, it's a pretty key word here. If you're playing their synergistic uh, <laughs> bingo at <Ugh>. home, <laughs> uh, yeah. Terrible. Anyway, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm kind of tired of talking to just to you. So let's please yeah. bring up our friend, our new friend. All right, let's do it. Okay, Amy, how are you? Super fantastic. How are you? Oh, you know, I was doing good until starting to talk to Dylan, and now yeah. I'm not doing as good. He, he, I have that effect he, on people. Usually, he gives me something to work with. Uh, today, it's really just stale toast. But whatever. Yeah. Anyway, Cammy, myth story. Yes. Myth story. Uh, okay, so obviously our first question always is, what is Myth Story? What is your podcast about? Yeah, sure. So each week we take a myth, legend, cryptid, whatever. We give you the story, like the actual myth, and then we tell you the history behind it. No, that's cool. Yeah, uh, right on. <laughs> No, I like that. I'm sorry. I was a little bit uh, uh, torn aback by uh, Dylan's uh, very loud gulping. <laughs> oh, was I? <laughs> Which is fine. Oh, myth, uh, myth story. That's cool. Um, so let's just obviously get this ball rolling. Dylan, what is your what is your favorite myth? Oh, that's a really hard question, actually. I grew up kind of reading. Um, I don't remember the specific name of it, but it was that really big, thick, kind of like college level mythology collection. And I guess just stuff from the Odyssey. I, I was really into the adventuring stuff. So like uh, Odysseus, Gilgamesh, um, that sort of thing. 
I don't have really a favorite. That's okay. I don't think so. Yeah. Now, Cammy, was it a favorite myth of yours that got you interested in this project, or was this something that you just wanted to uh, like investigate one specific myth? How did this start? Okay, I don't want to bore you guys, but I uh, I start we I was a minor in classics, and my co-host Bryant uh, went to grad school for history. So we just have a background in these things and we're just both super interested in it. So that's pretty much how it started. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, 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 that's not that boring at all. What's your favorite myth? Uh, I guess I go to like more urban myths, I guess. So uh -huh. I, I, those I are fun. Yeah. I don't really have now. Is, is your, is your show urban myth also, or really just like the classic myths? So we do both. We do pretty much everything. Like we did, we've done Chupacabra. We've done, uh, we did Oedipus, you know, stuff like that, Medusa. And then we also do stuff like, um, Bloody Mary and that kind of thing. Oh, cool. Yeah. I guess mine would have to be the Jersey devil just cause I'm from the East coast. Oh, that's fun. And, uh, yeah. that, that's such like a weird one. Cause that's like a bunch of weird dudes like represent mm -hmm. the Jersey devil. <laughs> it's, just, it's like, yeah, the, I see the Jersey devil. Yeah. Shut up. You just went. There's a, a whole <laughs> society of people. Mm -hmm. Uh, we don't want to get on their bad side. Uh, it's like <laughs> a bunch of people that go out into the woods and they take it very seriously. Yeah, I've met some. I, I grew up in Maryland slash Delaware. So I've met some, oh, okay. uh, some devilaholics <laughs> or whatever they're called. Um, now, did, did you have a favorite going into this and then learning about one you swerved into a new favorite? Like what, what is your ultimate myth? I don't really have a favorite myth per se. I do really like reading Ovid. And so if he's covered something, then I'll usually pull from his story to like gather a myth. I guess uh, one book I really like is the Satyricon. It doesn't go into any specific myths, but it talks about, uh, it's basically the story of the Odyssey, but Priapus, if you know who that is, is the the main character mm -hmm. and, and all the follies kind of come from, from that God. So. Yeah, right on. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. yeah um when you you and your co-host brian when you decide which one to do do you have um a certain progression that you try to focus on do you try and kind of hit all the marks in rotation or do you just kind of wait to see what strikes do your research and do an episode on that so we actually have a google doc that we started and we just add stuff we'll ask our followers if there's anything, you know, when we get an email or, or whatever, we'll do myths on that. I do the research along and then just one of us will say, Hey, the next, cause we record about a month ahead. And so mm -hmm. we'll say, Hey, these are the next four we want to do. So out of all the shows you've done so far, which one turned out to be maybe your favorite because of the, the education that you've, you've gotten from that myth. Definitely Medusa. I did not realize how much there was to that myth and how deep it went. And it, it just blew my mind. Um, there's different ways to read it where Medusa is actually the hero of the story hmm. and not this uh, villainous creature. So that one for sure. Uh, speaking of Medusa, when it comes to pop culture or references to things that you know a lot about because of your research, 
such as Percy Jackson. I just recently rewatched that episode <laughs> one, and obviously Medusa is a pretty big character in there. Now, are you very nitpicky where you can't even enjoy uh, pop culture references because they are so farcical? I actually really like it when people bring up stuff in pop culture because you don't see it a lot. And so it makes, I don't know, I feel like it makes sense. And uh, I would say I don't like God of War. It's probably not a popular opinion, but it's just so weird. Bryant loves it, hmm. but you know, there's, there's not a Kratos. <laughs> so I just can't, I just can't put myself in it. <laughs> those, those additions to the canon are always really interesting when they do it like that. I know um, the big recent thing that's got Greek mythology on everybody's mind is the video game Hades, which portrays the pan the greek pantheon in a relatively modernized way but it doesn't really add anybody it just kind of uses altered like different versions of all these myths and figures and stuff like that um, is that the one where you're like rowing people across the river sticks or whatever something no like that? that's i don't remember the name of, i think i know what you're talking about that's a different game this is the one where you just you run through you're trying to get out of the underworld and hades is trying to stop you and you oh, just okay. keep trying. Yeah. Um, would you say that there's a particular portrayal of any of these myths that you really do find um, not to your standard in any pop culture thing? Probably. Um, but I don't watch a lot of movies, so I couldn't okay. really tell you. Um, or a lot of television, for that matter. Uh, I will say, what is... What's that one with the mechanical owl that oh. is about... <laughs> Clash of the Titans? So... It's terrible, but I love it. You know, <laughs> like it's sure. <laughs> yeah, don't don't watch the remake then, because it will no. make you hate everything. Oh, that, really? Yeah, that remake is awful. That remake's oh, okay. bad. So then the 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 flip side, what of things that you have seen? Because I know you don't. You said you don't watch a lot of things you have seen. What is your favorite representation of a classical myth? In, I in, mean, it like, probably would be that movie. Oh yeah, that movie. Yeah, yeah. It, I uh, love. I just love it. Like I don't know why it's. <laughs> Mechanical Owl absolutely. aside, it does it does have kind of a classical portrayal of everything. It does try to do like old theatrical Greece as opposed to like the remake, which is all action all the time. Yeah. Um, I do really like Gladiator as well. I mean, I know that's not like yeah. super myth based. It's kind of, it's loosely based on Spartacus, but mm -hmm. yeah, that that movie is really good. There was a yep. uh, there was a potential sequel where he gets resurrected by Zeus as an immortal and fights through history. So we never got that, wow. unfortunately. Yeah. That is yeah. unfortunate. <laughs> uh, it was there, was there a myth that you found out like that you did not know about while doing this show that kind of like led you to like, I've never heard about this myth. Like the, I guess the, I guess the newest myth that you learned about. Sure. There's a lot of stuff I don't know. I, I'm pretty well versed in like Greek and Roman stuff, but it, when we started doing Norse, for instance, I had never really read anything. I knew of the characters, but like I had never really read anything at all. And so going back and reading like uh, what Snorri wrote on, you know, the Prosetta and, um, and all of that. I mean, it was just a, it was a really good experience. It's so similar to, to like the Greek myths and stuff. So I don't know. I found that really interesting. And then we also went into some Japanese myths, which I'd never heard of. Mm -hmm. So yeah, like if it's Greek or Roman, I'm probably at least a little bit knowledgeable, but the rest of it, like it, it opens up worlds really.
is is there one that you really want to cover that you've been having either issues doing or had some pushback or just haven't had the opportunity to do it or is that spoilers for a future episode of yours no there's definitely one that we want to do the squonk and we're actually working with another podcast on it but (laughs) it's just such a weird niche creature if you haven't uh look like ever looked it up definitely do it's it's so weird it's like this big almost it's like a hippopotamus almost but it's made out of tears the swank the squonk squonk okay yeah uh so finding the info on that is is a little frustrating because of the fact that it isn't as well known and it's it's very niche to like a certain area i think it's in pennsylvania yeah Oh, the squawk. Huh. I never heard of that one. I did a, I did a little bit of a deep dive on cryptids a while ago. There's one for Colorado, which is effectively a whale that grabs onto the top of a mountain, and then it slides down and eats things that are on the mountainside and then pulls itself back up. Okay, definitely PM me that because yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd love to cover I wrote, it. I wrote a little mini piece for a friend zine on it. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cryptids are fun. Yeah. They are really fun. What what was the precipice of turning this project into a podcast? Or did it start out as a podcast? Or like was it like maybe something you were like maybe a documentary working on? But why did this s- turn into a podcast? Yeah, so Bryant and I had spoken for probably close to two years about doing a podcast. We were both so busy all the time and we just didn't really have the time to do it. And I was living on a boat at the time and we talked about, oh, let's do it, you know, something about a boat. And then it was like, but where do you go from there? Uh, We talked about doing politics, but then we didn't really want to get into that. So this is something we both enjoy. That's why we kind of went to this, gravitated towards it. And did you have like a favorite podcaster before this that was like a pretty substantial influence on you? Yeah, so shout out to My Favorite Murder and Georgia specifically. I love Karen to death, but Georgia specifically from that because she always says bigger dummies than you. And basically it just means like anything that you could ever think about doing, somebody that's a bigger dummy than you has done it. So you can also do it basically. It's not a bad way of thinking about it. Yeah, (laughs) very true. Um, When you guys are planning an episode, um, do you have a sort of creative routine you do? Do you, the the dichotomy I like to use is like people who sprint where it's you do a lot of work in a short period of time and maybe prepare beforehand or marathon where you just kind of do steady things like that. Do you tend to just kind of prep stuff a lot ahead of time or do you rush when the crunch is there? Well, I, I can't really speak to what Bryant does I work on it when I have free time and I own a lot of primary sources that I can draw from. So I can just kind of work on it wherever I don't have to like grab sources. If I do need a source, I'll use like theoe.com or something that has like primary sources in there. Uh, So I I can, I I can do it at a very leisurely pace. Um, Although because I don't have a lot of free time, I, you know, I do kind of cram it a little bit into what I do have. Now, because you're learning so much and you get such like a, a spectrum of stories, mostly fantasy, I guess, do you ever get into the realm where you create your own stories or your own characters? Oh, yeah. Like uh, Wendigo is a really good example because while they're like stories about Wendigo, they're all 
anything that you can read like on the internet is pretty new because it, it didn't come from a, a written source, whatever. These were stories that were told. Uh, so there, there's not like a Wendigo story out there that's the classic myth of Wendigo. So I had to just basically completely do it from scratch. Uh, Bloody Mary was similar because it's the same thing. I mean, it's an urban legend. It's not something that we have a, a definitive story on. So the, I guess the, the pinnacle of what we're trying to do with talking upstream is we're trying to talk ourselves to a streaming service and, and make a movie. That's what we're trying to do. That'd be like the apex of our goal. If there is a pinnacle of what myth story could get to, like the, just an apex, like what would that be? Would it be a, a documentary? Would it be like a TV show? We have talked about doing a book and I'd really like to eventually do that. I think it would be uh, really cool. We've, we've worked with a couple of artists uh, just with our logo design and, and with a couple of things that we've done maybe for Instagram and stuff like that. And so that would be kind of my dream on it. I know Peter, who is, uh, he's a sometimes Peter. He's like the why in the vowel sequence of mystery. He's sometimes on. Uh, he also is, is expressed interest in that as well. Yeah, books are awesome. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I would yeah. I, I, I love for that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I love <laughs> learning about myths. Uh, Dylan, you're up. Um, I know you don't. You said you don't do a whole lot of pop culture stuff. Um, there's starting to be some idea that kind of superheroes are becoming the modern day kind of mythic presentation of something like that. You think there's any sort of credence to that idea? Comparing it to like how Greek gods or something similar might have been like the pinnacle always portrayed as kind of like parahuman almost sure i it is different because people at some point really did believe in these things even if they don't today and i don't think people are really going out there believing in like the flash or superman or whatever but you are correct they do follow the format of the hero's journey more often than not and once, kind of once you get into that, like Star Wars too, once you get into that realm, I mean, they they basically are myth, but nobody's nobody starts out believing it. So I guess that's really the difference. Um, I guess I'm, I'm, it's well said, but I, and a question just occurred to me, and I'm going to swerve to the left a little bit. Okay. What is, have you, when doing any of this research, has there been a, a historical fact you've discovered that kind of like, you had no idea about or you've never heard or completely took you by surprise. Yeah, we do a true two truths and a lie episode that can either be myth based or it can be history based. And I, I found out, I don't want to spoil. I, I'll tell you a different one. I found out cause I don't want to okay. spoil this. You guys are going to have to listen. Uh, so yeah, when I was doing research, there have been a lot of secession attempts in the U.S. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Like a lot of different states for a lot of really odd reasons have wanted to secede. <laughs> yeah. I remember reading that Wikipedia article back in like high school and being like, oh, wow, this is way more common than I expected. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, yeah. The Florida Keys one is my favorite. <laughs> oh. they, they started their own country basically and within an hour we're like 
hey, we don't want to be a country anymore and applied for like a billion dollars in foreign aid. <laughs> nice. Zach, we got to do that. <laughs> classic classic keys right there. That sounds exactly like the, the keys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Kami, we met you on Shattered Dungeons or Shattered Tabletop, yeah. um, which is like a, a, a version of like a, a role-playing game. Um, is that something that you do a lot as a creative outlet or do you have different forms of things that you do like just to kind of get rid of the podcast or whatever your work is? Really, I'll, I don't have time to do that kind of thing. Um, I like to help out. I know we said we weren't going to get into politics, but anytime there's like a new campaign going on that I agree with, uh, you know, I'm going door to door, like knocking on doors and stuff. I mean, that's kind I mean, it's not really a creative outlet, but that's one thing I do. I mean, the, the podcast mm-hmm. really uh, allows me to have that creative outlet. So I don't really need as much of it. But uh, one of one of um, one of the other podcasts that, that Dylan and I work on, it, it, it's called I'm Nobody. And it's where people ask me 10 questions just so I can get to learn about other people instead of just me saying the same stupid stuff about Star Wars over and over again. And one of the best questions that I was ever asked is of my life of Zach Wiseman. What season am I in if, if my life were a show? So, Kimmy, if, if your life was a show, and I and I heard you say at some point you lived on a boat, which sounds like a pretty cool season, uh, <laughs> but what season uh, in the life of Cammy are you in? Oh, wow. Uh, this might be season five for everybody just because of the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did the math, and I'm in, like, season seven, and I think pandemic might have uh, uh, finished out seven, so I could be in season eight by now. Oh but wow! I, I've had a very weird life. I think Dylan's in season three. So, so uh, I think I gave I gave you like six, I think, but that was a while ago. That was pre-pandemic, yeah. even. Yeah, that was a couple of seasons in there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do Do you enjoy interviewing people? We don't really do interviews very often. We do have guests, but we yeah. don't really interview them at all. We'll ask them a couple of questions. Uh, it's not really my. Th- I'm I'm usually a pretty private person, so I don't really want people to ask a ton of questions of me not about the podcast it's fine but you know so i i mm-hmm. just give that same respect to other people i guess no that's cool um you but you do have guests so would you say there's like an ideal guest that you would love to have on if you could have like your ultimate person on there there's not a specific person but i do really enjoy when people who like we had uh this lady debbie she's from ireland and she studies classics but she also knows a lot about irish mythology so somebody like that that just knows what they're doing and knows what they're talking about and so if we bring up a concept like uh mytheme they're not just going to be like what are you talking about <laughs> that kind of thing I, I those are always fun yeah right on yeah. Um, have you had kind of in the opposite direction? Have you had any episodes where you are you were just not satisfied with it or that took multiple attempts or didn't turn out how you liked what you still learned from? Sure. The first two episodes we did re-record uh, just because we the place that we had picked to record was not working like sound wise. Uh, and they were up for a while before we recorded it. Hmm. But it, we got better microphones and, and that sort of thing. And we were about to be on a 
convention. It wasn't Indie Pods. It was a different one. But we were about to be on a convention. And we were like, let's re-record these because a lot of people start from episode one. And I don't want that to be the intro to our podcast. Yeah, actually, I was about to ask that question. If somebody wanted to hop into your show right now, what what episode would you tell them to start with just to really give them a good capsulization? Cap, cap, encapsulation. Whatever that word is of, of who you guys are. I mean, I would start with Wendigo. It is by far my favorite episode. But, I mean, just start from the newest one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. you know? right. Or whichever one interests you. <laughs> <laughs> There's yeah, a lot of different scroll. subjects. So, like, if you find something like, hey, I'm not into Greek myth, but I'm into Japanese myth, you know, mm-hmm. pick one of those. I think the now, first one I listened to was the Ninja Shinobi one because I'm oh like, yeah. oh, it's not a Greek myth. So it's something, you know, it's like I'm relatively familiar. So it's nice to hear people talk about a concept that's not just a Western myth. Right, exactly. Yeah, is there is there a culture that, that has, uh, like, uh, I'm not really sure how to phrase this question, but it, what... Mm. I guess yeah, I don't really know where I was going to go with that. I was trying to think of like if there's a culture that doesn't have like a myth or if there was one that is like interesting, but I can't really form that question. One thing hmm. I will say when we're doing Egyptian myth, we usually have to use Greek sources because the way that they wrote things wasn't the same way. It's not a story hmm. like we think of a story. So, uh, God, Scorpion King is a good example. I, um, I actually didn't use a Greek source for it. I used a tablet that had hieroglyphs on it, but it wasn't traditional hieroglyphs where I'd have to understand what was going on. It was just pictures of events that were happening. And so I formed the story of the Scorpion King from both sides of this tablet. So there, there's definitely cultures that may see things just differently than like a Western ideal of how we would see a myth. And you just have to glean from that what you can. Hmm. What would you say is like, I guess the oldest myth is, uh, is, I don't want to say that's like religion. Gilgamesh like, is probably the oldest myth. Yeah. Oh, cool. So that's why it's, Dylan, that's why Dylan talks about him so much. <laughs> it's, one of the, it's one of the first narratives that human civilization has produced that we have on record, like a straightforward, like guy has a goal, guy tries to accomplish it. And in this case, guy fails, but it's one of the oldest if not the oldest recorded narrative that we have for human history, it's not saying it's the first, but it's the first we became aware of. Yeah. Now, Cami, if you had to start a second podcast for whatever reason, what would that podcast be about? I honestly, I don't know. Maybe politics. We might want to jump into that realm eventually, but I'm not sure. I, I really like mythology. I wouldn't want to do like true crime or anything like that, but maybe like a historical murder investigation kind of thing. Yeah. Now, do you also story write? Like, I know that you wrote a lot for Wendigo. Now, do you write a lot of just straight fiction? Like, do you create your own like universes or, or, or characters? I mean, I write short stories, but I don't go through 
Yeah, I don't go through it. It's not a Marvel universe of of what Cammy does. <laughs> yeah, but but you do you do write stuff that isn't necessarily myths that already exist or yeah uh, yeah okay that's cool. Uh, then that's going to help out with what we're about to do. Mm-hmm. Fun. Uh, Dylan, do you have any more questions for our new friend Cammy, or do we start getting into this stuff? I think we start getting into this stuff. Are you? Oh, I thought you were trying to signal me something. I'm not paying attention. <laughs> oh, no, I was ready to break off some creativity here. Yeah, all right. I, I have no idea. You want to set us up for the next phase, Zach? Okay, so, Cammy, what we do here is that uh, throughout the week, Dylan comes up with some very weird idea that hopefully no one's heard of, and I do the same thing. And we used to get together and try to create a new project, podcast, movie, board game, whatever. Uh, but we got so tired of fighting each other that we decided to make our guests decide. So what we do here is we're going to throw two ideas at you, and you get to choose which one we uh, turn into something. Uh, I have no idea what what Dylan's going to do, but I'm going to pitch the same thing that I did last time because I was really upset with how my pitch went, and I think that it could be better. So, Cammy, <laughs> the idea that I had was this future tech that would uh, invent like a pill or, or some kind of uh, something, a, a digestible, that would put you to your... I guess your uh, chromatic uh, perfection. It, say there were like a clone made of you that doesn't have all of like the real world stuff that you went through, and it would have it'd be just the most pristine version of what Cammy could be, right? So, say you take this uh, pill to to fix your ailment. Say it's hair loss or uh, cancer, or whatever. But what you didn't know was that you had a you had a conjoined twin. So when you take this pill, your conjoined twin uh, comes back, or just something along the lines of. Uh, uh, fixing something that you did not know was wrong with you by a future tech. Because as I was thinking about this today, I got down a loophole of like, if you had a twin, would that twin disappear? Either way, I want to discuss at some point in my life what this, uh, I'm going to call it a God pill, what this God pill is going to do. So that it returns you to factory settings almost, but it turns out your factory setting had like, okay. Have you seen, have you seen the Island? Dylan? Me? No. Yeah, I figured uh, you hadn't. I, I know I you're had not a movie person. That way back when. All right, so the whole purpose was that they had a, just a, a, a clone version of you somewhere, and it was the most, most pristine version of you. And if oh, you ever actually, it, I have seen that. It's yeah, got yeah, that, they filmed it in Detroit, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes, uh, I have seen cool that. Movie. Yeah, so what I thought about was taking like an adjacent version of that tech, and if you could just take a capsule that would turn you into that. But there's something about you didn't know. Maybe you had a prehensile tail. Maybe you had a conjoined twin. Uh, who knows? So, uh, yeah, what, the one I'm going to pitch now and again, probably, <laughs> is, uh, is I'm, I'm going to call it God Pill until I come up with something better. Is this like a series of shorts or does it follow one person? <sighs> I, I, I mean, the first one was, for some reason, that conjoined twin was the, was the thing that really captured me. Mm. Um, so it, it could be shorts depending on uh, what we think about this. If we ever get to it, been there. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We'll do, wait, oh, yeah. IndiePod Summit's coming up pretty soon. So maybe this is going to be the That's next true. one. That's true. That'll get us an audience. Okay, Dylan, what are you going right. to pick? Um, so I've been watching a lot of just magic kind of media. A lot of magic stuff is on TV right now. Wait, like um, The Gathering or David Blaine? Yeah, that was my six, question. Six of one, half a dozen of the other. Um, okay. So just one, yeah, one division, that sort of thing, like okay. magic. 
Okay, the idea of magic. Yes. Um, and I was thinking about uh, stage magicians, and what if someone could actually do it? And they do the vanishing trick. They're like, I need a member from the audience, and they disappear them. And then the magician dies before they can bring him back. Or, <laughs> or like either drops dead or someone breaks in and like causes and something bad happens to him or something. Something contrived happens to prevent the magician from bringing that person back. And so they have to find them or get a team together or something to find them. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Did, you ha- did you have a, like a predisposed idea of what kind of magic this is or no? No, uh, I figured it's presented as stage magic. So that way you can have the setup where they're at the, the magic show and he calls someone forward from the audience, disappears them. And then like a stage light falls on them on the magician or something and they don't bring him back. <laughs> and then it oh, turns out magic cool. is real, but I never considered what type of magic or who it came from or really any background information whatsoever. Okay. So Miss Cammy. Okay. <laughs> You have probably the easy, who knows, it could be a hard choice to decide, but do we work on the project of what a, uh, like a superior uh, technological pill would do, or do we work uh, on the project of what if magic is real and a magician after disappearing somebody uh, dies? <laughs> okay. I really cool like the idea of the magic because it could be like a you know, a murder mystery almost, or a kidnapping or something kind of like that. Don't cross it out yet. Um, because I was going to say we should do the God pill because you want to do it so badly. Oh no. Uh, that, that, I'm not going to lie to you. That is not a very good reason. I'm it, kind of a It brat. might be the first time that the guest has been like, you really want to do this. Yeah, usually they're like, That's we want to do the one you don't want to do or whatever. Or the, yeah, the worst is when people's like, oh, let's just make both of them together. And we're like, well, well, I think this, the magic one's is... a really easy sell. So well, when you pitch it again, someone's going to pick it. That's true. But you can pick it because it sounds cool. Whatever you want to do. It's, it's completely up to you. If you want to do this God pill thing, that's totally fine. We'll figure that out. I, I'm, I mean, I'm excited about it. Something weird's going to happen out of either one of these two stories. Oh, it's Dylan. Very good job. That was a very cool story. Uh, but yes, Miss Candy, please. So, uh, God pill. I mean, <laughs> okay. Perfect. Right? I, yeah. Good. I was trying to reverse psychologize. Get that God tell me. Okay, so we are going to figure out what this project is going to be. But before we do that, Miss Cammy, will you please tell people where to find your stuff, sell anything you want to sell? Sure. So we are on basically anywhere you can get your podcast. So Apple, Google, Spotify, all of those good things. We also have a YouTube channel and we are working with popular opinion youtube which uh we're actually doing a myth series where we take a pop like i have cthulhu here and there's a myth series of pops and we tell it's basically the same thing i do in the podcast we tell you the myth and then give you the history behind it and kind of show off the pops and stuff so those are that's really it that's cool. Yeah, right Dylan, D- Dylan's a fan. I, I mean, obviously, I'm a fan too. But I wanted to. I always just like to throw his name out there for some reason. Uh, but he actually does. He does talk about this. Usually, it's it's, it's people on here that, that I want to talk to. Uh, <laughs> but this one, Dylan was like, "Please." And I'm like, "Yeah, absolutely." 
So please <laughs> go check out Mystery. Very, very good. Very, very good show. Um, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to figure out what we're going to do with this thing. Uh, okay. So before we get started, uh, special thanks to International Broadcast Media Television for having me and my best friend Dylan on uh, weekly. And we just get to talk about uh, stupid stuff such as uh, weird tech that we're about to invent and sometimes magic that no one knows what it is. But we do appreciate it. So thank you very much, everybody on here and some other friends that we got to thank. Uh, we have Listener App. If you're into podcasts like Mystery and you want to actually read the words instead of just hearing them uh, because I slur, Cammy has got a great voice, whatever. But if you do want to read them and save those words, you can always go and check out Listener App. You can find them on Instagram at The Greatest Podcast App. Uh, Scott Curtis, Behind the Bits, awesome thing. If you're into interview podcasts or if you're into comedians, Scott Curtis is an award-winning podcaster, award-winning interviewer. Uh, go check him out, Behind the Bits. Some East Coast friends, Sarah Tkachuk and Tanya Sheck. Ah, those are the people that make all this weird stuff happen. Mm -hmm. And if you want to be one of these people that I get to say your name most likely incorrectly, you can go to patreon.com backslash some nobodies and you can help us do all of our weird stuff. Uh, we have a create your own pod venture uh, coming out soon, which has, uh, I think, like nine different endings. So we're going to put them all out at once and you get to kind of choose the way that you want this story to go on your own. Then you can listen back and whatever. Dylan wrote a whole bunch of weird stuff for that. Uh, and you can always find us live on Twitch on Tuesdays. Uh, Twitch. Yeah. On that's when we get weird. That's when we do get weird. Yeah, we have we have no parameters and we have no guests, so <laughs> uh, no no one gets to rein me in and tell me it's a good or bad idea. Okay, so Dylan, Zach, this god pill. Yeah. What okay. were you thinking? So I like the idea of somebody having a very superfluous problem, uh, such as hair loss. Um, it, it could even be something even more serious, but I I like the idea of it maybe being somebody a little bit more vain. And them taking this and then something crazy happens that they did not expect. The, sure. things, the things that I could think of, obviously, like a, a prehensile tail, which I know uh, is, is some people have. Um, obviously, the conjoined twin is something that would be very, very interesting to go down. But that was pretty much the basis of this is what if you could reset your genes to be the ideal version of yourself, but it was something you didn't want? Yeah. Uh, did you have any sort of... I think first, what type of story this was going to be? Was it going to be a larger scale, long form thing like a movie? Was it going to be a series of shorts? Hmm. Um, what were you, or just a single short? What were you thinking? Hmm. Anything in particular? Very good question. And thank you for asking that. I would assume that depending on how this tech is produced or what this is, if this story is cool, then maybe a series. Uh, but I would like to see this as a short. I think uh, keeping it uh, like a tight little story, uh, plopping somebody into a universe they don't know a lot about, and then having something m m horrific to them happen and then jumping out of this thing. So I was, I was definitely going to say short or series of shorts if we want to have – just um, like a like a targeted series of shorts where it's like, hey, all of these stories happen in the world where a pill can revert you back to your. your factory oh, that setting. would be cool. Yeah. So that way you get different characters. Yeah, you can do the prehensile tale. You can do the conjoined twin. You can do. Uh, I I don't know what else to go on right now, but we can do. You know, a short for a variety of different scenarios where this pill could serve as both a curse in addition to a blessing. 
All right, cool. So then we're going to keep this a tight series of probably eight, just because we're having a hard time of thinking of a third one right now. But let's work on the f- let's work on the first one. Sure. Now let's say that this is a uh, I guess a half an hour show, right? I don't I don't want to push it to too long because uh, uh-huh. if it's especially if it's going to be a series, let's keep it a half an hour. So, um, Cami, do you like the idea of it being a pill? I mean, it's it's just got to be something that would be universal if we're doing eight of them. So I think a pill does work. Cool. Maybe okay. maybe an injection even. So it's they're they're taking a little bit more uh, risk with it. Not that injection would be risky, but it's it's painful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think when I first thought about it, uh, the idea was that it was it was a vanity move. Um, so I guess, uh, like a higher level, maybe elites can afford this or something. So yeah, but, but I like the idea of it being consistent. That way people could just hop into it. Um, all right. So we're going to work on the first one first, yeah. right? Uh, now do we, yes. Do we just want to brainstorm potential, like, do we just want to spend this first little bit brainstorming just potential things that these episodes could cover? Like we've got two right now. We have someone regrowing a tail. We have someone regrowing a conjoined twin. Do we want to try and think of just kind of brainstorm some more stuff or do we want to really dive in and specify one of these ideas first? Yeah, I guess if we can think of a, of a couple good ideas, then we would know that it has sustainability for a series. Um, Kami, can you think of anything else that would fall along the lines of this that somebody would inadvertently revert into like i guess something else would be like an extra appendage maybe sure i was thinking like webbed hands maybe their their hands get webbed maybe they grow gills even oh cool it it malfunctions or something throws them back even further evolutionarily speaking yeah um i'm kind of i'm starting to see this as like an anthology film almost where like we have one major kind of um, the structure I'm thinking is like I've been reading a few just um, thrifted best sci-fi anthologies of like 85 and Earl short stories. And there tends to be kind of like two or three spotlights that are slightly longer. And then between them, there are really short pieces. And I'm seeing this as kind of like we have the main one and then we have a bunch of satellite shorts kind of peppered throughout. Okay. So, do you want to work on this main one? I mean, I think. Or do so. you want to keep, keep knocking out these these uh these results? I think we might want to have one or two more ideas for what we could potentially portray in this. Right now, we have a conjoined twin, a prehensile tail, and then fish person. Yeah. So, like web fingers and or gills and or gills. Uh, yeah. I actually grew gills in my uh, RPG game night last night. It was a it was an accident. All right, and I guess Good also, depending, yeah. <laughs> I guess no, depending on. No, go ahead. I was talking. I'm sorry, but uh, so is this a world where things like magic exist or creatures exist? Because maybe, you know, somewhere down the line, there's a werewolf in their lineage or something. I was about to say. I was about to to bring up the same thing. Like we need to bring in like the topic, or I guess uh, the universe and what style this is. So then if mermaids exist and people could just pop a tail and not realize it. So I guess, would you, Dylan, do you think that this is something that we could set after um, 
fantasy elements have evolved out of people or maybe magically taken away and that way they don't realize what this thing can do and it can just bring some people into fantasy realms or do you want to stick to as realistic as possible i'm not sure if fantasy at least from my my kind of instinctual image of this fantasy elements feel like it might be a little much i think if we're trying to highlight how shocking this is that this is happening we cool. kind of keep it in a reality that's as close to ours as possible maybe just add in the uh it takes place in like 50 years when medical science has advanced to the point where you can throw people back to their evolutionary predecessors cool and what are some other things that people could have then there's something if we want to go real like horrific we could do something with teeth Ooh. I don't know what specifically. Or the like, jaw. Yeah. Ooh, like a hingeable jaw. We could do um, before. So if if you are going back evolutionarily, like the maybe they have like a sagittal keel or crest, or their brain is just shaped differently, so they think differently now. Ooh, cool. Uh, all right, so brain size. Um, okay, cool. Um, okay, so Dylan, mm -hmm. if we're going to pop into this first story, what 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 do we see first? Like, what what are we getting? Who who? Which one of these stories do you think we should work on first to kind of really capture the audience? And be like, this is what this thing is doing. I think if we want to really kind of showcase some weirdness and get people. I don't know if we want to shock people, but I think the idea of this is that it's supposed to be kind of shocking. I think we do either the tail or fish person malfunction where yeah. the, the, you know, something weird goes on with the pill or something. That and, cool. yeah, yeah, and that's sort of thing. I want to be very clear. We don't think that any of this stuff is horrific or gross. It is, it is the transformation of somebody who doesn't expect it is what we're trying to dive mm -hmm. into. Uh, if you happen to have webbed fingers or toes, we don't find that gross. That's whatever. Uh, We're pro yeah. fish people on this show. <laughs> totally pro fish people, pro werewolves, pro all those things. Uh, we just think that the transformation is the cool part. So that's what we're going to get into. Mm -hmm. Okay, so if we're going to start with the fish person uh, or the tail, I think I think maybe the tail might be kind of cool because it's subtle and horrific. Okay. Right. Uh, sure, right. Dragon Ball. Yeah, and it doesn't have yeah. to be long. I think like even if it gets to like the Jack Black and Shallow Howl kind of thing, where it's just like a tiny little like snipped puppy dog tail, just like enough that you are just, hmm, I now have it, a tail. I have to deal with this. It should be a dramatic enough impact that it impacts that person's life. For yeah. some reason, having a tail should be more than just I suddenly have to deal with having a tail it should have some sort of impact on them you know what i mean yeah absolutely yeah yeah uh yeah <laughs> okay so who who is this person let's build out this first person who's going to accidentally uh get a tail so um they would need to have something that they think is wrong with them they would need to adjust so yeah. i i do like the idea of somebody who's just balding um trying to take you know a medicine to fix that um how do how do we feel about that sure it it definitely works especially if we want this first person to be vain it gives them a reason to like you know they just they want to regrow their hair and in the process Maybe they're not even really balding they just think they are mm -hmm. yep better 
All right. Okay, cool. And uh, what's what's this guy's name? Cammy, give me a dude's name. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a dude's name. And right. a dude's name. <laughs> I don't have a lot of experience with dude's names. Uh, any any name that sounds like a dude. Uh, York. York. Okay. Yeah, perfect. Okay. That's a cool name. All right. So we got York, who is experiencing subtle male pattern baldness. And somehow he learns about this uh, new tech medicine, Meditech. Hmm, Meditech. That sounds cool. Uh, anyway, <laughs> and, and he's taking it to stop, subtly revert the male pattern baldness. Uh, does it work? Yeah. Oh yeah, it works. I, I'm seeing I'm seeing this one as not a very long one, but we get him. Uh, maybe he we show the impact of like you know he nobody else notices, but he definitely notices that his hair is going. And so there's a there's a commercial which sets up the world, which is like new from Meditech, um, and it probably advertises like getting rid of surgery scars, getting rid of that sort of thing. Like it's supposed, it's presented as a way for people to feel it better about themselves. It reworks your genome for perfection. Yeah. yeah. It, it doesn't change who you are, but it makes you the best you you can be. Yeah. Perfect. It reworks your genomes. I like that. <laughs> okay. So uh, first guy, York, he gets his hair back and it's, gorgeous right it's ideal hair for what he wants what he didn't realize was that he is predisposed to having a bit of a prehensile tail uh so dylan what what is the the, the little story that he goes through with with this what what are we trying to show here i am i'm seeing this as one of those stories where the character makes a way bigger deal out of it than anybody else mm -hmm. um i think the interesting thing about having this be a tail is that we're setting him up to be kind of vain and a tail is something that just, if you're wearing normal clothing is probably going to be out of sight, out of mind. So, so I imagine this is hit like a, either a story of self-destruction where he's obsessing about it to the point where he causes his own embarrassment that he was trying to avoid in the first place, or he learns something about himself. Um, and the real tales were the friends we made along the way. <laughs> You know, honestly, if we had a drinking game on this show, uh, that would probably be the center square. It's been too long. I haven't made that joke in a long time, actually. Oh, that's true. Also, that and uh, using references like salt. Uh, <laughs> and also talking about the expanse. Those are pretty big bingo things. It had the perfect uh, finale for the penultimate season. I'm just That's all I'm going to say about it. <laughs> that's so funny. Okay, so then we're going to go down this, this story of vanity with this man who wanted to just have hair and now he has to have a tail. And now is this something where like he left uh, an ex partner uh, due to vanity and they're the only ones that'll take his call and then he gets back with him. Is it that, are we kind of doing one of those stories? How sympathetic do we want this character? How, how sympathetic do we want York to be? Do we well, want to watch this guy self-destruct or do we want him, do we want to root for him? I don't think that he has a, a, a specific partner or anything like that. I see him as like a ladies man. Yeah. You know, cool. that an aging ladies I, man. Nice. Maybe a little. Yeah. No, I like that. 
Uh, so an aging ladies man. Okay, now what is, okay, now also keep in mind, Dylan, that we're trying to, this is episode one of the series. Mm -hmm. So we need to draw intrigue, but we also need to end it in kind of a good way with episode one so that shocks later on down the series are our bigger deals, I think. Um, Do we want there to be a through thread that is kind of progress in each story? You know what I'm like, like, None of the actual individual stories are about it, but we see the advancement of something happening through each of them, like regarding the company. Yeah, I always like through threads. Yeah. I, I, think, I think a series long storyline makes sense too. Maybe throughout these shorts, we start seeing either Meditech, is that what you would call it? Yeah, yeah. Meditech. Um, we see Meditech's real agenda come to light, or we see the state of Meditech kind of alternate in either reverse or in concert with the fortunes of the characters. So like, like they're kind of co trying to cover them up or something. Yeah. Yeah. I um, love that. Maybe Meditech would be after him because it didn't work. Oh, okay. So Meditech now is just, is canceling people that has roughly some side effects. Yeah, ex well, extreme side effects. <laughs> All right, cool. All right, I like that. So he's he's uh, not only got to worry about his vanity now, but may maybe he can be a hero after all. And he, you know, comes through this because Meditech is after him. We have to root for him if the big guy's after him. Yeah. Okay, so Dylan, what would you think Meditech's agenda is? Why are they creating this if not to help humans? So the idea of the this pill, at least in the public persona, is to... Rework your genome so you become the ideal you. Um, I mean, could it be just another iteration of like some sort of gene mapping or some sort of genetic? What What would be the most nefarious thing you can do with this tech? Gaining uh, super soldiers. Either super soldiers or gaining like patents and like rights over people's genetic code. Ooh, yeah. oh, like like, owning, like owning people's code. That, like that there's, would... a, there's a oh. waiver you sign where like by taking this pill, you agree that your body become your body and genetic code, your sequence becomes property of Meditech Industries or something like that. Now, if they owned, say, uh, two people that had a child, w technically they would own that genome sequence. Is that how that works or no? I think so. So we're, maybe, we're... maybe they're doing all of this to, to harvest the next generation of children. Yeah, or it's a way of them to really solidify their stranglehold on like genetic research of something. But I also did like Cami's suggestion earlier about uh, altering the brain size back to different because there was like the different styles of humans yeah. or whatever. Uh, altering their brain to that to get a different thought process that might be kind of interesting too. Yeah, um, I'm getting some now that we're kind of developing this. I'm getting some really strong uh, cyberpunk, like biopunk, like that sort of thing. Cool vibes here, and I say we, you know, I say we lean into it. Um, so is it an implant? It's not an injection. I, I, I still like an injection or a pill. Maybe but, uh, but I, the um, sinister 
to be continued thing at the end is them advertising maybe all these wear Ooh. off after a certain amount of time and the sinister to be continued element at the end of the entire thing is get an implant and it's not going to wear off oh cool so they're doing this drug to either get addic- to get addiction or to push a more expensive process that will make that permanent yeah so then the first the whole first thing we can do is the the big the big twist of the very first episode is finding out that it wears off. Like yeah. say, I mean, he, he might know that or whatever, but if you're taking something to get rid of male pattern baldness and you get a little tail, you're just gonna freak out for a little bit. And I guess yeah. maybe if it wears off at the end, um, but I also kind of like this uh this side effect thing and then and then knocking out people. So I'm, I'm well, they, thinking... well, now that he knows about the side effect, uh, they can't have him knowing about the side effect. I think both things can be true. Yeah, love that. All right, cool. So at the end, we're going to find out that the, the, the initial pill wears off, uh, causes subtle addiction, but also makes there, there is a, a level, a tier that makes this permanent. Is that right? I think at the end of the whole thing, we reveal that they're working on a way to make it permanent, or they just release it, or something like that. All right, cool. And I'm thinking, we start off in this first one. I, I wonder, we should. I wonder if we should have these cover a long span of time. So in the first one, public opinion on like this pill use is really negative, and part of the conflict is York just covering it up so people don't know that he's taking this pill. And by the last one it's become widespread enough that the people who are who have actually figured out the side effects and how bad it can be for you are now being treated by as people who are like anti-caffeine. So just, I just, this is an equivalent. I just want to throw in, just thought about this uh, at some point during the series, when, when York changes who he is, when we, he becomes a more sympathetic character, I think he has to shave his head. Because he's trying to look different, so these people mm-hmm. aren't after him. Oh yeah, cool. Yeah, I like that. That's a lesson he learned. Is mm-hmm. hair, hair is not that important. <laughs> it's <laughs> with, the real, with the is, real hair on your heart. <laughs> the real hair is the friends you make along the way. Okay, so we're gonna have this first thing where he uh, gets his hair back. He grows a little tail. Uh, York has to cover stuff up. He calls a helpline. And he's like, hey, uh, I took this thing. The hair works great. So thank you for that. But also now I have this little tail. I don't know what's going on. And they dispatch people out to him. And go, hey, we'll get this figured out. Also, it's just going to wear off. But they're testing this thing on people. So when they do get the calls, they send somebody out to uh, dispatch. I don't think they eliminate them. I think they capture them. Or maybe he gets away. I feel like he gets away. Yeah, yeah I like yeah. that. But we but we learned that they're trying to do that, and we also learned that, that this medicine wears off. Either I I wonder if we shouldn't have York be the, you know how there's sometimes a prologue character that shows up later after something happens. So York gets vanished, and then we follow a different character for a while, and then when we have one of the big reveals, York is the catalyst of that reveal, and he shows up again. Um, either having broken out or been released after being conditioned or something like that. Cool. All right. So what, what do you want to get into at the beginning of episode two? Now, does this kind of go back in time to the same beginning that York takes his pill? Is that what you're trying to say? Like with extended timelines? Either, uh, either that or it takes place like months later. 
and York was just in the first phase of public release for this. And now everything is out and people are talking about it like it's getting normal. All right, cool. So then in the second episode, which of these uh, side effects are we going to go over? I have conjoined twins. You want that for I wrote the second them down, I wrote them down in the order that we kind of discussed them. So, yeah. Now that seems something that could either be like uh, like a like a mid season finale or a finale, depending. Or that could be a very good episode two to let you know, like this is this could be the extent of how this works. Uh, how do you think? I like this being a longer one, and I like it being kind of like a deeper exploration of what this does. And I think we do that by having whoever this character is be a member of like high society. And then when they take it, obviously, like it's hard to go to um, fundraisers when you have a conjoined twin out of your stomach. I was thinking it's on a hip. I mean, nothing like hip. Okay. Yeah. You always think of Quato for some. I do always think of Quato from Total. No, Rainbow. I was I was thinking more like uh, uh, whatever that one with Matt Damon is stuck to you, where it's like just around the hip. Oh. Uh, maybe the person's taking it because they have this unsightly scar on their hip. They don't know what it is, and it's preventing them from being like a model or whatever this person like is a, trying to get into. Like a birthmark or something. Yeah, sure. Um, okay, so let's let's work on who this person is. Yeah. Who do we want to see this person? Is this... Um, I, mean, not, I no, think no. the second main character needs to be a lady. Okay. Yeah. Are as we long okay? as we're not going to offer immediately. No, no. No, the second one usually works out pretty well for people. Uh, mm -hmm. Okay, so she, uh, this lady, is uh, trying to be... I guess like a model. She's in high society, so she she has that kind of thing. Are we going to do that? Which would make her that realm of vanity? It it should be a high society thing that requires public appearances. So okay. yeah, a mod, model works. And honestly, um, you get some digs in that like in this era, if this is cyberpunk, all the everybody does body mods anyway. So she ha she gets pressured into it maybe. All right, cool. Yeah, so as, she gets pressured as a into way it. of keeping up. Yeah, yeah, because I mean that does happen in the industry where they get you know different mm -hmm. people get pressured to have their body look a certain way, which is absolutely horrific, and I don't uh, advertise or condone that. Um, but let's just say that she is getting pressured to to look pristine, and which is why she has this this medicine. Now she takes this uh, to get rid of a scar or birthmark, and now we get into the thing that I wanted to get into with this whole idea yes. is now. If you had a conjoined twin, even if that twin was alive, now I'm not saying that like they it died at birth and they threw it away because I'm not sure that seemed like that would be the genetic code of that. But let's just say that that twin uh, was lost at birth, right? Uh, it was cut, separated, fully functional, lost. Now, if you have this medicine, does it regrow another twin? What if they ate the twin? In the womb or whatever. That's more what I was thinking this was going to be oh, like. Oh, okay. Cool. Sure. Then let's go yeah. down that realm. So they, they ate the twin in in what? the In the uterus? Right? In the uterus. Yeah. Okay. Not like a cannibalistic child thing? Right. <laughs> no. Okay. So they ate... The, I don't think it's can... technically eating either, but just absorb the nutrients. Yeah. The, the absorption of a twin in mm -hmm. utero. Now, and that left a birthmark of where it used to be, yeah. right? Okay. Now, when you take this medicine, does it f form up like a person? I figure it 
doesn't have so the way i'm imagining this is that it tries to but it does not have the like energy to fully do it so you've got like this small human torso coming out of your hip or something like that oh weird okay you guys can totally say no to this okay but since it would be a person that would be the same age as the other person maybe she starts seeing like a ghost but it's you know the more she takes the medicine the more full on this is a person so she doesn't even know anything bad's happening oh and so then all of a sudden and, she has a twin so and that her, horrific horror movie shot of just like she takes one more pill and she's like sweating and then it just bursts out of her or something well not oh. necessarily that but oh, just God. appears okay. beside her yeah like, they don't have to be co- actually connected okay so so it's the idea of phantom limb but of a whole person right Oh, cool. Okay. And, and then uh, the, the viewer would not know what's happening because they saw this other thing before with the tail and they're like, oh yeah, the tail. But then, oh wow, this is really weird. Like this is yeah. some spooky stuff. No, I like, I like that a lot. Now, does the birthmark or scar go away? And so people think that it works? I think it gets inflamed or something like that. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of stuck on the part of the physical aspect of this too. I like, I do like the idea of her seeing an apparition of a woman, maybe that looks like her and she has no idea what's going on. And at one point she like goes to the doctor or something and she points out like, this was supposed to get rid of all of my stuff, but my birthmark's just been getting larger or something like that. Hmm. I, I, I definitely like both. I, I like the idea of her talking to like a conscience that isn't there but I also mm-hmm. like the idea of like another human like forming maybe slowly or something, which also sounds kind of gross. Um, but I think the idea of her being able to talk to a formed conscious, but not having the mass to grow it could be the way out of that. And I think that also sounds kind of cool because then people would just see her kind of yelling at herself uh, or, or just add nothing. And it's actually like a twin. How does this one go, story-wise? Middle end, where are we at? Any idea? What? Where does this go in, in the sequence of the series? Not, not so much. Where does the actual story... Like, right now it seems like we're building towards... Um, she starts having this apparition, and it feels like we're moving I, in the direction that it's not going to work out well for her. I can solve the problem mm-hmm. so she's seeing the apparition right so that's there but maybe she thinks now she's pregnant oh that's interesting so she feels like another body forming inside of her and assumes that it's a pregnancy well, she, maybe she's gaining weight like in that area or something and she just she thinks it's that, yeah. I mean, that definitely sounds cool. Yeah. Um, I also do like there being a physical body there. I think that would be the ultimate ending would be uh, maybe uh, Meditech taking the twin because it didn't exist to begin Ooh, with. Ooh, yeah. That yeah. seems like a possible ending. So I think there needs to have a physical form that either shows up or just pops right away. So although I do like the idea of a ghost, I I think I like the idea of that uh, assume pregnancy turning into a, a, a person. 
Like maybe she has like uh, uh what what what's her name? What what what's this lady's name? Miriam. Uh, Miriam. Miriam. Is that what you said? I like that Miriam. name. Miriam. Sure. Cool. It's it's. I'm I'm assuming this is in the future, so all these old people names have come back. So like, you know, Miriam and Agnes are young heiresses. Um, <laughs> they hang right, out what, with Bartleby. What's Miriam's last name? Miriam Bartleby. Miriam Bartleby. I don't know. I don't know. No. Uh, two syllables. Uh, Miriam, how about, like, uh, uh Cantor. Miriam Cantor. C A N T O R. Or Cantwell Cantor. All right, Miriam Cantor. All right, so Miriam Cantor, she is in the high society and the high elite, and she is being uh, pressured severely by her agent and her manager and even her parents or whatever to get rid of this, uh, what they think is an unsightly scar or birthmark, uh, probably on her abdomen region. She gets forced to take this uh, pill, which makes her feel that she (laughs) is uh, getting pregnant. Although that mark goes away because it probably should do what it's supposed to do. Uh, she starts getting pregnant. It turns into, after a course of not very long, it turns into a conjoined twin that is just <laughs> right, right in front of her, I guess, facing her. Which well, I sounds think, awful. okay, if we do the pregnancy, she, so the, the, the conscious could have formed or whatever. And so we can mm-hmm. still have that spectral person talking and yeah. that sort of thing. But maybe she does have to birth the child. Like maybe because the child wasn't formed in the womb, it has to be actually formed to have a physical body. And then they could take oh. the, the baby. That's gross and interesting. I love that. Okay. So, it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so pregnancy uh, has to give birth. And I'm assuming that it, 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 it grows quick, right? Yeah. It does that accelerated thing that is almost never handled well. (laughs) Suddenly this this baby is like 12 years old and then they stop aging so the movie can happen. But because the consciousness is there right away and it is uh, an age consciousness, she knows what it is. It's just other people don't know. So I don't I know if she knows what it is, but the I feel like she thinks it's it's just like her going crazy or something. Like yeah, seeing she, a spectral she, image. Or she goes to the doctor and the doctor's like, So how long have you so how long have you been pregnant? And she goes, What are you talking about? And then somehow that leads into the revelation that this person this person that she's seen is actually a mental construct brought about by taking this pill. Now, when do we get the reveal that she probably had is it the same doctor that she's always had? Like, I guess we would need to reveal that there was another uh, a fetus that got absorbed or something. Either that or a conversation with her parents. All right. And then, so, and then how does Meditech fold into this one? Uh, they were told by the doctor she goes to see. I mean, how do they, like, what, what do they, oh. yeah, do they take, do they take this baby yeah. twin thing? Okay. Yeah, they definitely take the baby. It's company property. It is company no. property. <laughs> That's their excuse. That's true. That's gross. If we're doing cyberpunk, we can go real, real cynical on that element of it too. Yeah, I like that company property. Um, okay, so what did Miriam? What did she learn? Or what? What happens to her after she? Uh, after this thing gets taken? After this other person, her baby twin? <laughs> I feel like she's just. 
she's obviously really shocked, but then she goes hard. Like, you know, she's coming back and she's going to get these guys as powerful yeah. as she can. All right. So, th so this episode is going to end with her just being uh, contemplative and probably sad that she just lost something and is working this out. And that how that's going to end like that. And then she's going to show back up later on in like a powerhouse move and, and help get rid of Meditech. Okay, she, cool. Yeah, she's learned. She's changed, but determined. All right. Now, what is episode three? I figure we go horror on this and do the gradual like guild transformation. Okay. That would be horrific. Yeah. All right. Now, what? Who? Who is this person? Like, are, is this a is this a dude? I say or... we go. I say this one goes a little harder. I say that this is kind of not a not a great person and doesn't end well for him. All right, I'm okay with that. Now, what did this person? Uh, what were they trying to get rid of that they took this medicine? Start building this character out a little bit. Mm. Now, uh, other other vanity moves. I'm assuming um, they they could have maybe like in, in a in an ex heist or if they're a bad guy, they lost like say they lost a hand and they found out this can just re replace their hand or something. I'm seeing bad guy like hedge fund manager bad guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now, what, <laughs> yeah. what would they what would they want this medicine for? Why are they taking this? I I like the idea that he was in some sort of accident and cut his only because I see the transformation where it like regrows his hand and he goes, "Oh, that's cool. That's normal." And then you have the shot of the skin going up between the fingers and okay. he's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa." And he goes, "Stop." And then cool. that's the, the initial kind of notice that something weird is happening with this. All right, what what happened? Why did he lose his hand? Or uh, or whatever. Golfing accident, and it took his hand. Okay. An accident, an accident of some sort that, like a normal a person of normal means, might not be in that environment in the first place. Um, right. they lose their hand. Uh, what is this guy's uh, name? Give me a uh, like a pretentious uh, guy's name. A hedge fund hedge fund manager's name. Don't say Dylan. Berkshire Hathaway. Berkshire. Berkshire Hathaway. Don't, don't, don't write that. Don't write that. Oh, is that a, just an inside joke? That's cool. <laughs> Wait, who's that? It's uh, their bank. Oh, <laughs> I'm okay with that. Okay, uh, guy's name. What about like Benjamin or something? Sure. Benjamin what? Aristocratic. Benjamin Aristocrat. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Aristo, Benjamin Aristo. Benjamin go. Aristo. Yeah. I love that. Okay, Benjamin Aristo, who was a hedge fund manager, he in a weird golfing accident, probably with a caddy or some kind of disagreement over uh Smirnoff Ice or probably one of those new hard seltzers, and he loses his hand. And obviously, he's got a whole lot of money, so he quickly goes over and he gets his pill and he takes his thing and he watches his hand grow back pretty quickly. But for some reason, which we got, I guess we got to get into genetically, why does he turn into uh, webbed fingers slash possibly gills? I think in the think third it's... episode. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I think we introduced that this is like an extra strength or something like that. Like this is oh. another few months after the last one. And this is like whatever the pill is called extra. And it's specifically designed to regrow something like that, and maybe he takes multiple of them because he has something important coming up. Going back to the brain thing, reshaping the brain, it's mm -hmm. it's actually going further back evolutionarily than they wanted it to. 
Cool. So yeah, so he takes two instead of one for some reason. Oh which, yeah, maybe he takes two. Yeah, that's a good idea. Cool. Yeah, I like that. Uh, then he goes back a little bit too far, and for some reason, because he is a hedge fund manager, his ancestors were slimy uh, mud skipper <laughs> people, and <laughs> and he starts growing uh, subtle gills and uh, webbed fingers and webbed toes. Right? Yeah. Um, all right. Now, what is what is his story? Like what? What does he go through in this? I think it's I real action-based, and, and he dies at the end. So I don't he know if this is a long one, yeah. Yeah, so he calls the place immediately, and he uh, is the, the male version of a Karen. Um, yes. And he, complains, <laughs> and he complains and complains and complains until he gets up to management pretty quickly. And they're like, look, we'll just send somebody out right away. And he's like, look, I have a lot of money. Send somebody right now. And they go, fine, we'll send somebody right now. And when they get there, he realizes that they have like guns and stuff, and they're just going to uh, take him out. So there is a bit but of a. He's a he's now a creature, and he does fight back, but he he doesn't win in the end. Yeah, because what they don't know is that he recently had a beautiful pond put into his backyard that was expertly stocked. So he runs into the back and just jumps into the pond, thinking that he can live the rest of his uh, fish life there, which he cannot. And guys come around, uh, they, they circle the pond and just, uh, pop, 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 and just uh, shoot up the pond and throw explosives in there and stuff. What do you see, Dylan? <laughs> I I like everything here. I'm I'm kind of envisioning the process of the transformation for him. Yeah. Um. Did you ever see the movie Clown? Of course. It's not good, but it had a. Uh, it felt like a natural kind of monster transformation progression. Mm -hmm. throughout i'm seeing it kind of like that where yeah he does a hand regrowth and it's maybe he you know we do the thing where he has a bad night because it's it's regrowing a hand it's not easy and then he notices both his hands are webbed and he has trouble putting his socks on or something and he has to call out from work and they're like benjamin calling out for work but we're a big hedge fund you don't have time off and he goes oh, he says god, god gosh darn it my name is benjamin I can do whatever I want. I have yeah. a lot of money. Something like that. He, he initially tries to throw his weight around and it doesn't work out because, you know, he's getting unhinged. Um, I like the idea of him having like either a pond or he, when he starts growing gills, he has to like, he tries to go into his pool, but the chlorine isn't good yeah. for it. Cool. So then so he they, has to go like in his, like into his bathtub or something like that. And then from there on, yeah, so I like the idea that maybe he lives, uh, maybe has beachfront property with a swimming pool. So he goes into the pool, and uh, be, uh, maybe like he realized that he uh, has a hard time not breathing underwater or something. Like it's starting to burn his neck. So then he, I, I also like the idea of him maybe slowly suffocating and not realizing what's going on, mm. and then having to like get into the water or something, which ultimately maybe lets him go into the ocean. So by the time they get there, they didn't have to kill him. He's just maybe he's just laid out on the beach, and even looks oh. normal by this point. Yeah, they, it's worn off. Oh, they get there, and he's just flopping around on the kitchen floor, and they or, go, "I guess we got to put him out of his misery." Or they just they find him in like the bath. He submerged himself in his big jacuzzi bathtub or something, and they just pull him out and just throw him in the back of a truck with no water in it, and they just drive oh. off. Cool. And we're left yeah. to imply that like. Well, well, I mean, they very clearly weren't very interested in preserving him. 
Yeah, they they have like a big Ziploc bag, and they throw him and some of the bathwater into the Ziploc bag and throw him into the back of the truck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and that's obviously how Meditech shows up. Now we don't have a whole lot of time, so let's get down to uh, what the series long arc is. So Meditech is trying to a uh, stop the press from knowing about the side effects of their drugs, mm-hmm. and also b they are uh, owning people's genetic code. I think the second, I think the main story of this is about people trying to do whistleblowing on Meditech. And maybe halfway through, the first half is concerned with all these people who experience this, these weird aberrations in, like, in person. And then the second half is kind of them going through and we see the larger scale of it on, like, the larger impact it has on people. Okay. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, obviously, we we don't have time to develop that part, but I'm kind of seeing the first half of this being very on the ground in like in your face, and then it pulls back in the second half, and we see how it affects society to have this ability. Okay. Now, how do we work in uh, York back into the story? How does he become like one <laughs> of the big guys? Maybe along with Miriam. Uh, what what do they do? Like, do they 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 meet online for for people that maybe. Maybe Miriam actually kind of in passing New York uh, or even thought that that's who the baby was. It was like a one night stand kind of thing. He's, so a, he's a ladies man. Out. Yeah. So she seeks, so she knows York and she seeks him out uh, to let him know that their baby got stolen. And right, that's but when, it's not really the baby. Yeah, yeah. That's but, like, no, I, t- I took this medicine. Blah blah blah. I, I love the idea that Miriam texts York in the first episode, and that's how you know he's a ladies' man because he's just like just completely ignores it or mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, I love that. All right, Dylan, make sure that we put in there that Miriam texts him, and there's that oh, weird yeah. conversation. Um, I like that. And maybe at the end of this, he like uh, texts her back, but she's already going through this, so she doesn't respond. I don't know. Well, we'll I, I like that. We'll get that. Um, okay, so now we have Meditech doing this stuff. What what does the end of the season look like? So we have uh, Miriam, our hero, and she uh, texts York, who is a jerk and bald now because he shaved his head to hide from people, uh, including possibly robots. Um, the but fish somehow person, he's better looking. Yeah. Yeah, he gets like a real scar. He does uh, a Walter White thing. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Okay, so uh, now the, the fish person is dead. We need to work on a couple more people, but the, the ultimate series is what? What happens? They don't store Meditech. No, it doesn't end on an action thing. I, I think it's a little more personal for everybody. I think everybody gets their own little personal confrontation done, whether it winds up for good or ill for them. Okay. And uh, so where, where would we like to see Miriam and York at the end of this? They come to an understanding and they're not together, but they, no, yeah, they both, they, they both leave it kind of ready to self-improve, but changed from the situation. Okay. And what, what, where is Meditech at the end of the season? I always like the question mark after the end. So... Yes. So do, do we do the thing where like they go into uh, a room full of 
other people that they have acquired, including this fish person um, and a couple of people that we did not see throughout the season. Is that we're going to end on that kind of cliffhanger? I don't think we end on that. I think that's in like the 75% mark. I think we end on this with Meditech getting dissolved, but another shady like pharma company has picked up all of their like intellectual property. Yeah. So, it's like so yeah, the, the, the press release, Met, Meditech's gone, like whatever. Yeah. There's nobody, this thing is dissolved. We, we've solved the problem, but then you realize that the, the original scientists and doctors that were working on this stuff have this other shady umbrella corporation. Mm -hmm. Cool. Uh, Dylan, what's the name of the next shady umbrella uh, organization? Um, gray gray tech uh, no not tech not tech i like gray i like gray as like a um just like a company header yeah um it's like a enterprises mechanics uh what do you what do you may, i don't know i don't think gray. it necessarily works um the something group because it's like a grouped cluster of like acquired oh i like gray group subsidiaries gray group yeah the gray group because I feel like there needs to be another word. Yeah, one of the at least one more syllable. I, well, they are dealing with brain, and there's gray matter. I don't know if that's too. I feel like there is something called gray matter. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I do like gray matter, uh, but also I like yeah. the idea of it being the gray group, and then maybe people thinking that it's alien uh, because of like the grays <laughs> or something. So that's kind of that's kind of where I went first. Um, the, wait, the gray matter group. Oh, we'll we'll get to that. That's fine. We'll, we'll get to it. I, if it's a if it's another shady company, they don't even need to have a name. It's like yeah, acquired by. And Maybe we just see a the... logo. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right. Uh, okay. So it's like a it's like a needle with a sword hilt. It's like a syringe with a sword hilt. I don't know. Ooh, yeah, I like yeah, that. Right. <laughs> now I got to work on some logo designs. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Well. Dylan, we're out of time, dude. We got I think so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, this is one of the first ones that we got to sit down and, and, and work on a little bit more after this because we got wow. some episodes to plug in. Uh, but, Cammy, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate you and your creative thought process and helping us make this into something way better than I originally had, which is about conjoined <laughs> twins. Uh, and I was like, oh, this is meta. How do I get like, – do they just – I don't know, whatever. Uh, but please – Tell us one last time where we can find your show and just if you got shirts or something you want to sell sure. or anything at all, give yeah, plug it your us. stuff. Plug your stuff. Cool. Well, thank you both again for having me on. I had so much fun. It is the Myth Story podcast. That's Myth and then Story with an I E. Anywhere you can find your podcast, we do have shirts and skateboards even at uh, MythStory.Threadless.com. And yeah, our YouTube channel. That's about it. <laughs> That's awesome. And yeah, right honestly, we really appreciate you spending any amount of time, especially 90 minutes creating something that we're going to try to make some money off of. <laughs> 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 ah, but Dylan. Zach. My best friend. We did it. Thank you so much for talking to me for 90 minutes about something uh, as weird as uh, 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 future tech medicine. This uh, is a pretty weird one. All things that we've done considered. All yeah, 30 this, episodes. <laughs> this is a, this is I a think 30. it would make like an excellent like comic series. Yeah, I completely agree. I like that a lot. 
but yeah, this is our 30th episode of Talking Upstream, which is cool. Uh, this is one of those benchmarks that me and Dylan wanted to get to. We're like, if we get to 30 episodes, that's like a real season or something. I can so, retire, finally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, now we can bank on that 30 episode <laughs> money. Uh, but please tune in every week and check out the weird stuff that we do. We meet some new friends like our friend Cammy, and uh, we, we make some stuff. That's it. We talk and we show people a, not the, a creative way of taking a very stupid idea, such as what if there was an idea of a God pill, and turning it into roughly an eight-episode uh, eight series thing with a large, big, bad series arc. You got a bunch of uh, people with some extreme side effects. It is a crazy story. But it's all because Candy was here and also your help, too, uh, Dylan, and I appreciate you. Once again, we got some thanks to throw out there. So thank you to International Broadcast Media Television for having us on here and having my whiteboard not sit in the corner gathering dust. Thank you so much. Uh, also, if you want to help us out, go to patreon.com backslash some nobodies and th throw a couple bucks at us and we're learning some stuff and we're growing and we're making shows. Who knows? It doesn't really matter. You can always go to some nobodies.com and check out everything that we are doing and the, the projection, uh, I guess the trajectory of these weird projects that we do have uh, going on. And some people we want to thank Scott Curtis from Behind the Bits, Sarah Tkachuk, Tanishek, and Listener App are the most important people that we can talk about right now other than Cammy and my friend Dylan. <laughs> and until next time, guys, thank you so much. Tune in on Tuesdays if you want to see us talk live on Twitch. But until next week, I've been Zach. He's been I'm Dylan. Going. We're some nobodies. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye. Thank you.